And in the words of Drizzy Drake, a.k.a. Aubrey Drake Graham, who said in a song that I listened to last night for the very first time, although that whole care package compilation of songs were just old recycle songs that we've heard at random six month intervals. Like, anyway, there's a line in the song where he samples doo-wop from Lauren Hill. He says, they always pop that S word when I'm not around. Now, me personally, I can't totally relate to that statement because Negroes particularly have always been pretty disrespectful to my face because they thought I always thought I was sweet. They always thought I was something goofy. They always thought I was a lame. But it is okay. Because <laughs> now I'm grown. I'm prettier than half these niggas. And with that being said, I am the greatest voice podcaster. Welcome to my podcast. Shout out to everybody who's listening. If this is your first time listening to me, my name is Alcides. Thank you for being a part of the family. Thank you for being a part of the mob. I appreciate your contributions. I appreciate you taking time to even listen to me and entertain what is going on. Um, we have quite a lot to have a discussion about. Um, I have been hearing what y'all have been saying. I've been hearing the rumors, both negative and positive, both appraising and detrimenting. That last word, I don't even know if I use that correctly. Um, and I'm low-key hurt that y'all would talk about me like that. Uh, if y'all have no idea what I was talking about, basically what's going on is, uh, it's just been a lot going on. I'm not going to get all the way into it. I'm going to touch into it in the last half of the podcast because I want to save the BS for when I don't want to, I don't, I don't, it's, I'm getting so many new listeners to the podcast right now. I don't want your first 15 minutes of me that you heard of me to be me ranting and raving like I'm Willie, like I'm a Wendy Williams on cocaine and meth. Like, I don't know. I want to, I want to give you guys a good, solid impression of who I am. So let's talk about second one. Let's see what's the topics we can talk about. Dear white people is back on Netflix. I'm going to talk about that. Ed Sheeran has a record for the most sold tours. I'm going to talk about that. ASAP Rocky. Okay, let me, let's talk about Drake first because that was heavy on my mind today. Um, for those who are unaware, I'm assuming everybody's aware of this. Drake released a compilation of this old recycled Gladback song that he's released throughout his 10, 11 years of being on top. And he knew that we all were going to stream it over 800 million times because he's Drake. He's earned that right. It's kind of hard because when I was first made aware of this tape, of this album, I thought it was going to be, from how I read it on the Complex blog, I was under the impression that it was going to be a bunch of songs that I had never heard before, some Drake songs like that. You know how Prince, the general the general opinion is that Prince has like 85,000 songs hidden away somewhere in Henderson, Nevada that we've never heard before. He has Jimi Hendrix on there, Bobby, uh, Bob Steele on there. He got a song with Lil Wayne and 2 Chains for no reason that we've never heard of before, probably. Like, that's what I was thinking with uh, Drake. Like, he probably just had like 800 songs or somewhere stashed away that we've never heard like that. Like that great Drake. And truth be told, I do think he does have a lot of songs that are unreleased that he hasn't let us hear. And he won't let us hear because he know they're like shit. He didn't have his ghostwriters for a few of them. And <laughs> we're gonna have a conversation. We're gonna have a conversation another time. Like, do we believe that? Hold on, hold on, real quick. So I also forgot to. I neglected to mention 
that I am recording this podcast at my place of employment. Therefore, it is, there's going to be some background noise. You're going to hear the sound of little Caucasian children and little Malaysian children in the background playing. Boy, that is a weird combination of races. Um, you're going to hear the sound of, of houses being built in the background because this is at a pool and there is houses being built around me. Um, this is going to be a very interesting podcast, but uh, back to what I was saying. Listen to take listen to care package by Drake is funny because it did make me think about the ghostwriting accusations. Like, does Drake write does Drake write his own lyrics or does he have ghostwriters? And you know, based off that whole Quentin Miller thing, which I'm gonna touch on that for a minute before I talk about the actual care package album. I never got the angle with that because here's my thing: if you actually look at the song Ten Bands, that the reference track was released for those who don't know what a reference track that's the track that has the song and usually like for reference tracks for most rappers you'll just have the beat and they'll have and somebody will rap over the beat but the rapper won't necessarily use that those words that just use their own use the beat and create their own words versus Quentin Miller used his words and made the beat and Drake just took the words and put his voice over the words and used the whole thing over the reason why I never really totally threw Drake away and said he ghostwrite he had ghostwriters for all his songs over that was because in my opinion that 10 band song, 10 bands, whatever band song, it's not a really good example of what most Drake's lyrics sound like even stretching back to when he was 19, 21, 22, 23 years old. The way I can always tell if somebody has a ghostwriter I put it like this. If Drake got a ghostwriter, he's been using that same nigga for a while because you can see the same lyrical pattern, the same brain pattern in songs from 22 up until 31. When you listen to that Gold Roses song he just came out with two and a half weeks ago with Rick Ross versus listening to his uh, cover, uh, not cover, but his, um, I say freestyle over over the clo- of the Closer Guapale beat, you'll see the same lyrical pattern. Even listening to these songs from Care Package. You'll see the same. You'll see the same brain waves and lyric. You'll see the same lyrical pattern. It's like how when you listen to like uh, Ghostface Killer, and a lot of y'all who aren't fans of Ghostface Killers, this might go over totally y'all's head. It's like when you listen to Ghostface Killers. Ghostface Killers, to me, his lyrical print. I say his lyrical print. He always has a habit of describing describing just random abstract shit this green grass grows high lights high ghetto gr- cinder block like but he'll do it a little bit more artistically than i'm giving him credit for right now but it just described it that's his that's his lyrical print like that's his lyrical stamp you know what i'm saying drake's lyrics have a stamp now with that being said i do take heavy consideration and once again we're going to talk about care package i know a lot of you guys are wondering my nigga when you gonna talk about the goddamn album i take a lot of consideration about did you write your own lyrics when i'm critiquing the art of an artist that's the one thing i love about her that's the thing i love about uh scissor is they write their own lyrics now granted Scissor's lyrics are kind of strange because sometimes she go off on her tangent sometimes it makes no sense and violates all morality period between relationships she got one song where she says uh what she said in this song uh supermodel that song supermodel she says let me tell you a secret that you didn't know i've been secretly begging your homeboy 
well you in vegas now to this day i don't know if she said why were you in vegas or where did she say while you're in vegas but either or is just a pure example of just some slutty shit and it lets me really know that in 2019 as chris brown said in 2014 these hoes ain't loyal um so touching on care factors with drake let's talk about it um how do i feel about the album it's kind of hard because most of these songs I've heard already, like most of these songs I've heard already, even the verses, that one song, um, Port, uh, what's that song? Port, um, Port Paris, Mashford, Paris, Mash Music, Owl Green Music, whatever it's called, where he has the verse that was on the Aston Martin music song with uh, Rick Ross nine years ago. I've heard most of these verses in some form or the way or in some form of the way or the other, even that one song, like uh, I'm on one, the, the original, I've heard those beats, so... Now, granted, I will say this. This is Drake. He is Drake. He has earned the right to do this. He has earned the right. He has earned the right to make a little compilation album of like more or less his um kind of like un un I don't say uncredited, but un um unadmired hits or hits that he had or not even hits unadmired songs like the songs that he had like even that song that he had with Beyonce. Can I, Daddy? Kinda, daddy. A lot of people don't talk about how that song just did not do nothing like that song. Cause I remember when that song came out, it was had supposed to have been a big deal. But I shit you not, that song came out. It was like somebody balloon just uh, floated away. Like, like you know when you were a kid, your mama get you a balloon out of Safeway or Walmart. You fuck around, let go of that while you sit in the grocery cart, and that thing just flow away in the sky. I remember one time I, that my, that happened to me. My mom gonna lie and tell me it's okay. We're gonna follow the balloon right now. I'm like. What the fudge? We drive. We it was just retarded. So, uh, more of the story is, is yeah. Um, but it was cool. I mean, it was some song. The only song on there that I had never heard before was um the uh, draft day song, and I've had that on a repeat just because it ain't necessarily that he has like the most amazing. Oh my God, spaceology could put Ghost Space Killer can put Raekwon and Method Man in the dirt because of them like lyrical prowess on the song. It's more of just I love that beat. Like we need to talk about even though Lauren Hill, I feel like Lauren Hill has disappointed my race because she has only released one album and some she ain't, she ain't made a song since uh goddamn uh John Kerry was running for president and now he no, I'm sorry he she ain't ran a song since uh Bill Clinton was still in office and, and somehow we still and just somehow we still put her on this high pedestal but you know it is what it is you know hey you know I'm you know maybe I'm biased maybe I just don't maybe I just don't understand the genius and the magic of Lauren Hill like some other uh, other people of my race and kindred spirits do you know it is what it is but um welcome um that do the sample from that song do up is used amazingly i love that sample like on that song that sample sounds amazing like it, it, it's it's a good song and, and sometimes like you know when i was listening to the album I, it had me wondering while listening to the album like why do i admire drake so much like what makes me take to drake so much like i was wondering that the whole time and i think it's his voice one is his voice his delivery he rapping a way where you know in the last 11 years i've been a fan of rap since i was 12 last 11 years or so i have 
heard there's been a lot of people who have come out and the year that like they kind of blew up and got their biggest blow people treated them like they were the one or people treated them like they were supposed to be the biggest thing of all time and i remember the very first time i heard drake he just sounds like when he raps even back when he didn't even have the kind of you know i'm a top-notch dude because back in the day we can all talk about it he looked like a lame you know early drake 2008 to 2000 of of 12 drake for all intents and purposes appear like a lame like somebody you would see at like a at like an arcade at like an arcade place uh waiting for his friend beth to show up and keep in mind his friend not his girlfriend beth beth was fine as shit um I you but even then even though his image wasn't like that his bars his delivery he spit like somebody like that's somebody who I will tell you is a talented rapper now as far as singing as far as an art of melodic melodic you know making melody you know I don't know if he's not the best singer sometimes he get in his bag when that little with that little on the throat singing like that one song jaded with a uh, Ty dollar sign that song goes ham on a Thanksgiving type level. I don't even know if you caught the meaning of that. But it goes ham on a totally different type of level. Like that's one of those songs that you listen to and you really totally like I don't know, it's just it's just the wave. It's like it's just the wave of the Hold on real quick. Excuse me, ma'am. This is your son? This is your son? Okay, just making sure. Yeah, I I didn't know if you're a random stranger. You never know. Yeah, you're, you're cool. Oh okay, you you guys kinda look alike, okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. Once again, I'm at my place of employment, so you're gonna have these moments. Um. I uh, anyway, back to what I was saying earlier. No, he was a talent. He's a uh, talented rapper, man. Like his, he has one of those voices in the delivery style that's that is built for rapping. Um, and that's the one thing I do like about listening to these old songs from him is you can see how consistent. How perceptible that talent was even from the beginning you know i remember that story how um akon had the chance to sign drake in 2004 2005 or some crazy time like they go see 2006 2005 and he turned them down and his, his 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 excuse was you know drake wasn't the artist that he is now and my theory that honestly i would say is i don't think it was necessarily that i just think that you know 2005 2006 that was at a time where kanye west is the wave of Kanye was opening the door for like Neil Soul rappers, backpack rappers, rappers who actually got over a C plus in school. They that didn't really hit until I'ma say oh late oh oh eight I'ma say when you started seeing rappers like the Kid Cuddies. Like we rarely ever talk about how Kanye West opened up a lane for all those rappers from that time. Like that was that is something to be that is something to be amazed. Like. He really did shift it for a minute, because at the but at that time it would when the, when Kanye West came in, it was all street niggas, you know, and somehow he changed his lane. Um, so moving from that, moving moving away from that, it was a it was a cool album. I want you guys to let me know what were your favorite songs off the Care Package. What were your favorite songs off of it? I'm curious to hear what my people, what me gente pensa. I want to know. I want to know, I want to know, what was that song by Mario? I want to know your name, I want to know where you're from, I want to know what car you drive, I want to know are you are you rich, I want to know are you black, I want to know what, what color you are, I want to know, 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 but uh, anyway, 
with that being said, I kind of I kind of was on repeat for a minute because I was like repeating the song for other times. But with that being said, um, yeah, man, it's a it was a solid album. Won't you guys let me know what do you think about that? What did, what were your thoughts about Care Package? Um, moving on from Care Package, I guess I'm gonna touch on this. A rocky week. ASAP Rocky is freed. Let me add some context. He's not necessarily freed per se. He's more or less just in. He's not less more or less free per se. He's more or less in. <laughs> He's freed until August 14th until an assault verdict is announced. I saw the complex announced that he's free to leave the country. He's not free to leave the country yet. Truth be told, if I was him, I would get my ass out there. I don't give a dang. I'll be a criminal in Sweden and be free everywhere else. I don't give a dang. But granted, I don't know how their extradition policy works. Extraditing policy works with the United States. So I don't know how that will work in the long run. But um, yeah, man, it's uh, one of those things. It's one of those things where it's, uh, it's a pickle, man. It is a, it's a rough pickle. Um. I don't know what's going to happen. Um, I saw everybody was on Trump's line because Trump's really trying to ride the wave and push like he really had ASAP Rocky's back. Try to I'm going to tell you something. Y'all Negroes really going to keep falling for these goddamn Hail Mary uh, pander the black people that shots that uh, Donald Trump, Hillary Clinton take and Joe Biden take. Like, I ain't falling for that BS, bro. Like, I'm not like. One thing you can say about Kamala Harris, at least we all know relatively where she stands when it comes to race relations. We all know she fucking with us. But she not totally like I'm standing up for every black issue that's black. And and that's okay, because truth be told, you shouldn't. You shouldn't get behind every single issue, be it moral or immoral, be reason, logical or illogical, that has to do with black people. That is true. You should have some type of kind of like, um, I don't want to say bias, but you kind of should look at things like from a logical standpoint. That is normal. There's nothing wrong with that. Um my point i guess i guess how i guess how i look at things is i guess how i look at things from that point is like you just gotta yeah gotta kind of look at things kind of in a way where it's like i don't know there's these girls walking out my police right now and it's weird because i want to ask one of them's number but i don't want i'm already sitting down so i don't want to chase them so it kind of makes me feel kind of bad to chase i think the next time like, she comes i'll talk to her but um anyway we talked we had a rapport but anyway outside of them walking out right now She's out of my life. But um, um, more the story is I pray for ASAP. I pray for the people. I didn't take time to read the court proceedings or the legal situation. I have no clue in totality what is totally going on. But I pray for him. I pray respectfully for all parties involved. And, you know, like I said, I just pray the best for everybody, man. Like, at the end of the day, I don't wish jail on anybody. I don't think... I saw they were asking for him to get six months to two years for a fist fight, for a fight in the street where both parties are at fault. I don't think nobody needs to be in jail for six months to two years. I don't think so. Truth be told, I don't even under, I don't understand the logic of locking somebody up for a fight. Like, I don't know, man. It's just it's it's just BS. It's just BS, man. It's it's, it's sad. So I pray for him. I pray for his family and everybody involved. Like. Pray rap. I'm not gonna say free ASAP because he's you know it is what it is. And even then he is sweet. And you know how many you know how many blonde haired women he's knocking down sweet on a regular basis. I ain't forgot those comments he made about like how he not gonna get behind every single black issue because he's black. And I understand that. But see, like I said with Kamala Harris, I understand him saying that three years ago. But at the same time, at the same time, you should care a little bit. Now, with that being said, now that he's been in jail. 
He's been through Shawshank Redemption, ASAP Redemption. He might have looked at the world a little bit differently now. I have a little bit more experiences, and who knows? Might have grew in there. You might, you might, you might look. He might look at the world a little bit different. You know, he might come back and he might come back and start making songs for all this awful. This for my niggas locked in that jail cage. Like he might start doing that, and that becomes a thing. You know, hey, you know, you know, we might forgive him. You know, that's one thing about black people. It don't take much for us to make you make us forgive you. Like we'll do anything. All you got to do is all you you could have caught us, nigga, 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 eighty five times, eighty five times in a, in a three hour period. All you got to do is bring out Aretha Franklin and and Shaka Khan at the same time, and all is forgiven. All love is all love is regained. Our grandmother loves you. You are invited to the cookout. That's all it takes. I'm, and I hate that, but I'm just saying that's all it takes. Like we are one of the most uh, we are one of the most forgiving group races, alien groups, Dunny's comrades, whatever the hell you want to call us. We're one of the most forgiving people that walk the face of the earth. I will say that. So shout out to them. Um, moving past that, um, Ed Sheeran. Uh, Ed Sheeran had a a. a I'm gonna take take on that later. We'll talk about that at the end of the podcast. Moving past that, um, let's talk about Dear White People. That show is back on Netflix. I am beyond infuriated. I am beyond pissed. I am beyond tarnished in anger and temper because none of you nasty, dirty mother efforts who are a friendship to me, who are of kin to me, who are a friend line, bloodline fans of the podcast line to me took the time to even tweet me message me venmo me god damn it even snapchat me and let me know that their white people's coming back especially when i just ended my netflix program my netflix subscription three weeks ago like i now i gotta start it over again and i don't want to lose that ten dollars i don't want to but i got to now because i like this fucking show like i hate that's thing we hate about black people y'all always so freaking late um moving past that man i'm uh it's 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 that is a really good show and i bring that show up because i'm gonna watch season three tonight i am going to binge watch season three tonight i highly encourage anybody who has never seen this show to take some time out of your day it don't have to be the all eight hours required to binge watch seasons but just take some time out of your day to watch it it's the reason why i came back for a third season Versus, god dang, she's gotta have it. Got uh, in, uh, got cut off at, at, at season two, and it's probably going to get renewed for season four. Speaking on dear white people, because it's one of those shows that even though the name makes you think it's gonna call out, spend the whole time blasting white people, which it does happen. The show really is like maybe thirty percent blasting white people and seventy percent blasting black people. That's what I like about the show is it's more what talks about us dealing with our own problems, calling us out. I remember. One and one and one of the last four episodes of the show, there was this moment where they called out the whole Hotep niggas, like, which I don't know where even the term Hotep got applied to, like those radical blacks who like are all the way radical, like all the way, all the way radical Moorish. Uh, this is I don't I don't mess with those clans, but with that being said, what you free to call you whatever you you, you to be told you free to call you whatever you want to call you. That's one thing you are free to call you are free to create that denomination. There's there is nothing wrong with that, like you know, do you? But um, yeah, it's a it's it's a really good show. I it's a really good show. First, truth be told, I'm gonna say this. I like shows like that that show young black people in a college setting shows all the challenges 
but all the benefits, all the luxuries that they enjoy at college. When I was 15 years old, I used to love the show. They used to come on BET called College Hill. The very first season I watched was the season where they were at the Virgin Islands, at UVI University of the Virgin Islands. That, bro, like, it just opened my eyes and opened my world. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I, I love the idea of universities. Like, when I went to college, I'll tell anybody, college was one of the, some of the best years of my life. I don't regret all the $37,000 in student loans that I owe, but at the same time, it was a crazy, it was crazy, man. College was, college was something to be, to be, to be amazed about. Um, it's, it, it just was something, it was something, it was, it was an interesting experience, but, so that's what I like about dear white people. I like, I like shows like that, you know, even though I'm starting to rethink the whole purpose of college now, I do like the, oh my God, I hope this woman don't know that her, her dress is see through like that. Lord, she know good and goddamn well. This woman should not be in here with this goddamn see-through dress like that. Ooh, oh God, I need to stop looking. Let me focus on my podcast. Focus on my podcast. Focus on my podcast. Focus on my podcast. Anyway, um, I it's one of, it's one of those it's one of those scenarios where it's like you, it's it's just a really good show. Like I think it's a good concept, and I highly encourage everybody to watch season three. Well, if you've never seen the show, obviously start with season one. Then work your way to see. I didn't. I didn't hadn't never watched the show until last year, and then I just binge watched season one and season two like in two nights. So, you know, you can you can grow. You can take time to grow. So it's a good show. I I enjoy it. And shout out to my baby on there, Antoinette Robertson. She blocked me on Instagram. I was because uh, <laughs> I kept coming. I did this thing where I promote my podcast on Instagram and stuff by saying I have the greatest speaking voice on Instagram. If you don't like, if you don't believe me, check my IG and see. And I commented that on like three of her, three of her like her photos, and she just was like, "No, I'm not fucking with this nigga," and blocked me. Like it hurt, but it is what it is. Um, it sucked. It sucked and it hurt. But she's cool. She's cool. People shout out to Antoinette Robertson. Just a beautiful, beautiful. Beautiful, magnificent black jewel. Beautiful, beautiful black jewel. Moving on from her, do I want to talk about Ed Sheeran? No, but <laughs> I mean, because I don't consider. I actually have him in my show notes, but I have my phone turned off right now, and I don't know. I just, I don't really, um, I don't really know what I would. I don't really know what I would feel like saying about him right now. Just I don't. Cause I, all I will say about Ed Sheeran is the fact that he. His concert has sold so much, makes so much money, and he performs every single night by himself. Just him, a guitar, and a $12 shirt from Target. The fact that he can do that every single night is amazing to me, and I I respect that and admire it totally. Like, it is something to be admired about that. Like, go Eddie. Go Eddie. Go Eddie. Go Ed Sheeran. Go Ed Sheeran. Go Ed Sheeran. Go. And, um, let's talk about it. Um, I guess that's it for everything I want to talk about in the podcast today. Now what I'm going to do is I'm going to um, take some time to talk about some personal issues that's going on with me. Because for the last two days, I have been in quite the depression. Today, I was supposed to have a new car. Today, I was supposed to have a car. My father sells cars. So... Two weeks ago, my father got a ha- I got his hands on the Honda Elantra, 2019, beautiful car in really beautiful shape, really, really just really beautiful vehicle. I'm talking about shiny, clean, small, just a beautiful car. And matter of fact, I'm gonna put a photo of the car as as the as the clip art for this episode of the podcast so y'all can see what I'm talking about. And um, 
you know, I told him two weeks ago I wanted the car, and I told him, hey, I'm saving my money for the car. I'm going to get the car. I'm going to buy the car for me. He said, okay, cool. So I kept hitting him up. Now, what I told him initially was in the first two weeks was, I know you're selling it for 2200 I can give you 1300 or whatever price you want me to. I understand if somebody comes and takes the car before me, then I understand you have to sell it. It's like, okay, cool. So two weeks later, this is sat a week later, it's Saturday, last Saturday. I called him about it again. He said, yep, I still got it. Called him on Sunday. He said, yep, I still got it. Monday, I hit him again. He said, yep, I still got it. Wednesday, I talked to him again. He said, yep, I still got it. I said, okay, I'm going to bring you a 1000 And whatever else you want me to pay after that, I can pay. He said, okay, cool. Deal's the deal. It'll be waiting right here for you. The next day, yesterday evening, Thursday evening, 7 p.m., I shit you not. This nigga calls me and tells me, oh, uh, so you found a new car, right? No, I didn't find the new car. What the fuck you mean? Well, oh, well, you know, I already sold the other car. Nigga, are you serious? I literally just said, yeah, man, somebody came by the car for 2200 Are you I just talked to you with the last night, and you said you were going to sell it to me. And here's my issue with that. I told this man. Whatever price you want me to meet, I will meet. Had that have been me, had my son, had I been selling my son a car, what I would have said was, when that man would have came to me and said, I have 2200 I would have called my son that same day and said, like, hey, man, listen, there's a guy about to sell it to me for 2200 Now, I can still hold it for you, but I'm not going to be able to sell it to you for $1,800. you are going to have to at least pay me 2000 or something for it. That's what I would have did, just off the strength. That doesn't even go in his mind. And so he sells my fucking car and now I'm carless and I'm so hurt and like almost want to cry because, bro, I've been without a car for so freaking long and I'm just tired, bro. Like that pissed me off, bro. Like it was that made me so fucking mad, bro. You don't even know. Like I'm really I'm really like hurt from the heart about that. And then on top of that, I feel a certain type of way because him and my family, they've been talking about me and shit, saying, like, I'm not loyal and uh, saying that I'm gay and et cetera, et cetera, which I'm not gay. But they say I act gay and I'm this and I'm that. Like, like I'm like, bro, like, it just hurts my heart. It just hurts my heart that my family thinks that low of me and they just sit around and talk about me. And one thing I will say about that Care Package album for Drake, that was a perfect album for my mood at the time because I was just hella hot, like hella hot, like. I'm talking about to the point where I was like, bro, like I, like I, I was just mad, bro, like on on a totally different level, like, like I don't know, man, I'm, and I'm upset right now just because it's like, bro, like I'm trying to get ahead in life, I'm trying to like, bro, like I was literally dreaming about that car, about getting that car. I was, I was supposed to go to Fairfield tonight. I was supposed to Fairfield's like a city a little bit further from me. I was supposed to was supposed to go to the club tonight. I was supposed to go to the club and feel good, you know, talk to people, meet some girls, get my stuff popping. Like tonight was supposed to be a popping night for me, and it's just like that happened and just killed my whole mood. Like it just hurt my feelings, man. It hurt my feelings that somebody could be so inconsiderate, and it hurt my feelings that. Like, you didn't even think to call me. You didn't even think to say, hey, bro, you know, I just sold the car, bro. You didn't even think to put me, like, that shit hurts, bro. Like, like, like on everything, that shit hurts. So, it is what it is, man. I just, what I learned from that, what I've learned from that is, you know, like most things, you can't put your faith in people. Like, you just can't, like. I've learned that I need to stop dealing with my family. My family, my family, we kind of on a hiatus right now. I ain't talking to most of them, and it's just the game. I mean, I, uh, I don't know. We'll see where life takes you, man. I'm just kind of upset right now. But um, we're going to still keep this podcast movement going. we still going to strive to make this the sole and only means of income. 
and we're going to make it work. So much love and peace and chicken grease. Thank you for listening to The Greatest Voice. I shall see you guys later.